hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Zero Hours with me, Mikey Brown, and of course my cohorts for the evening, Gypsy Mae Brown, aka the Gypster, and rest in peace, Chuckles, as always. Uh, two years, two year anniversary tonight. Uh, September 16th, 2020, I did, uh, like an hour and a half, hour, two, almost two hour, just ramble about my personal life, and I used a different, it was a different moniker, it was the same name, but I put it under my own name, whatever, so it's, it's the earliest one was the 16th, I actually joined and started using Anchor on the 23rd, but legit, September 16th, 2020 was the first attempt at a podcast that I ever did. So yeah, it's been a fun two years. Uh, man, there's just always something to talk about. And I enjoy it. And I got the few people that listen that seem to enjoy it. They listen more than once, so I'm good there. And it's always a good time. So it's another Friday night in the Zero Hours Complex. Got some ice cold beers. I got uh, notes, few notes. I didn't do a lot of notes. I didn't. I worked ten hours. I was working ten hours this week. I didn't do as much research as I should. But hence we say this: the show must go on. And I got a special treat at the end of the night tonight, which I think you'll enjoy. So you have to stick around for the forty-five minutes or. So, because I will not get into the hour and a half session tonight, uh, I'm just trying my best not to anyway. I don't think I'll have enough stuff for, for an hour and a half, so it'll be a short one tonight. I'll give you guys a break from having to listen to me ramble for two hours plus. So we'll start off the, tonight's podcast with the normal, one of the normal uh, subjects we start with, DJT number 45. Former President Donald J. Trump. Now, this week, earlier in the week, he arrived in in Washington, D.C., unannounced. Which is strange, yes, because, you know, he usually makes a big deal about going back. When he came back, was the first time in two years or whatnot, and yada, yada. So, he comes back there, and they make a big deal about it, that he's wearing his golf shoes still. And they pulled him off the golf course to come to this, to D.C. for whatever reason. Now, the rumors range everywhere from the indictments going on him for Jan 6th. Uh, there's that rumor. There's a rumor that he's using the Insurrection Act and taking his, in, in the, my mind, his rightful place back at the presidency. Or it's an emergency of a different kind, and nobody really knows. And that's that's this. It's kind of like my workplace, you know. They don't tell anybody nothing until its very end, unless it's bad news, and they just phew, smack you in the face with it. And I'll get into that later. I got a little something to say to my beloved workplace, but that'll be for Fred X more than anybody. Uh, but I digress, as I say. So that's one interesting little footnote in the Trump 
camp this week and still haven't heard exactly what the hell that was all about. Maybe it will be the shock and awe of an indictment for treason or whatnot, whatever they're going to try to do. Or maybe he is planning some miraculous event coming up. We'll see. Um, along with that, my uh, my pillow guy, you know, the, the conspiracy theory leader in the Trump election fraud case, basically. A lot of time and money spent by this man on to prove the election was rigged and goes through all the voting and the Dominion machines and Mike Lindell. So he had his phone seized by the FBI, which, you know, that's nothing new. They've done that to uh, Trump. Uh, what would, I can't remember his freaking name. Rick Scott, maybe I'm thinking. But they've taken somebody else's phone that was re in relation to Trump. But then the FBI had a form letter and everything, and, and they knew they knew this guy wasn't going to keep his mouth shut. So I think at this point they're just like wanting him to spill the beans about it. Because they told him not to tell anybody. And, you know, it's like if somebody, the FBI seizes my phone and is trying to hang one of my friends, which he considers Donald Trump his friend, of course, I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. And that's exactly what Mike Lindell did. It's probably what the FBI expected, so it's no surprises there. Uh, and then Trump had to, you know, Trump responded in kind. I mean, um, Lindell did say he was, you know, pretty visibly pissed off about it, but Trump come out and basically said what we all think, which is we're now living in a weaponized police state. I mean, they've basically weaponized the FBI against anyone and everyone that doesn't fit the leftist narrative or agenda. They're not going after any of the... They never went after Obama or Clintons or the Bidens with any of this bullshit. So now you're coming for everything on the right. It just seems kind of normal, par for the course with the left anymore. But, you know, this taking the phone, seizing the phone thing, it's like... I, I don't know. It's power play. Uh, is it supposed to be some kind of wicked communication in the last few minutes of January 6th speech? Because Trump was on the... He was on the stage speaking when the shit started at the Capitol. I don't know where Lindell was. I really don't care. He's a civilian. It doesn't make any difference. And it's horseshit the whole thing. I mean, the whole thing is really horseshit. They're just prolonging the agony of looking dumb once again. They spent, what, four or five years on the collusion hoax and millions of our dollars, of course, to produce fucking nothing. Now they got a bunch of innocent people in, in D.C. jail for a, a ghost, really a ghost charge. Nobody's been charged with insurrection, so what are you charging them with? Trespassing? I mean... So you get thrown in jail for some trespassing? Domestic terrorism is what they, they want them to be charged with. Domestic terrorism, my asshole. It is no different than the damn Department of the Interior in Portland. Actually, the Department of the Interior in Portland was much fucking worse because you tried to shut, lock people in there and then burn the fucking place down. 
Nobody tried to set the Capitol on fire. Nobody did anything really. If you watch the Capitol Police waving them in, that's a sure fire sign. This is all a foul, false fucking flag theater presentation. And you picked out the few you wanted to and made a point throwing grandmothers in fucking jail for walking through the Capitol, through the ropes, escorted by the Capitol Police almost. But you make a point of a, a 69-year-old grandmother with cancer, you're going to put her in jail because you can't. And the QAnon shaman and all these high-profile people from the right, the guy that was sitting at Pelosi's desk, you guys are all making a fucking point by doing this. And that's all it is. There's no insurrection charges whatsoever. So the whole thing is crap. The whole, the whole thing is crap. I hope somebody's head goes rolling for this shit at some point in time. Let's move on to immigration. I mean, I don't want to skip over the poor people in jail, but we will talk about that later again. But the immigration thing seems to be the hottest topic, really, in the United States right now. Uh, I mean, it's everywhere. And everybody's heard this by now, but Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, he is probably one of the biggest assholes I've ever seen in politics. But you gotta love him. Because he does, he does say some stupid shit, but he does some fucking fantastic stuff. This was one of them. When he flew two, two planes now of illegal immigrants, whatever you want to call them, migrants, to illustrious Martha's Vineyard. Now, Martha's Vineyard was, oh, all are welcome here. We should welcome the immigrants with open arms everywhere. You know, in the United States, blah, blah, blah. Guess what happened when they actually were face-to-face with illegal immigrants, a.k.a. migrants? They did not like it. They did not like it at all, did they? The lip-tarted fucking minds were blown that somebody would actually have enough gall to send illegal immigrants to the ritzy posh Martha's Vineyard. But then, what even was the worst of that whole thing was the fact that they freaked out about it. And it was like 50 people. Oh, they they don't have no room for them. They don't have any room. The homeless shelter is not designed for this. Why do they got to be in a homeless shelter? You people, oh, bring them all in. Bring them all in. Big-ass fucking houses, overblownly big houses because, you know, you like to show your wealth a little bit. I'm sure you got yachts. You got houseboats. You got all kinds of, probably own a hotel. Somebody probably owns a couple hotels up there, right? So why don't you just put them up? Put them up in your place. Send some down to Barry and Mike's. I'm sure they got a nice, you know, that big oceanfront property. They got that. I'm sure they... They got a pool house or a basement where a few of these guys can stay until they get on their feet, right? You want to be all-encompassing diversity, inclusion, melting pot bullshit you spew. But when there's actually a human being staring you in the face saying, I am here illegally, I'm welcome here, right? And you fucking call 
the National Guard to come and move them? Call it a humanitarian crisis for 50 immigrants, right? 50 fucking illegals come across and you freak the fuck out in Martha's Vineyard. So much you call the National Guard of Massachusetts to bail you out. But you don't mind the 4.2 million fucking coming across the southern border. Our borders are secure, according to Campbelltoe, right? So, <clears throat> why in the world are you people having a problem up in Martha's Vineyard? Take them in. Why should Texas and Arizona and, and all these border down there take the brunt of this? You're the one spewing about everybody's welcome here. Own up to it. Fucking pony that shit up. Open your house, open your wallets, open whatever you need. You don't call the fucking military on these fuckers after you tell them they're welcome here. That's kind of shitty, shady, and a fucking dick move. But I wouldn't expect anything less from the Democrat-ran shithole that is fucking Martha's Vineyard. I mean, it's not a shithole. The Democrat-ran posh estate known as Martha's Vineyard. Fucking ridiculous. Talk on one side of your mouth and it's the same as everything else I've ever said. The gun people that have armed guards walking people, the guns are bad, but you have armed security everywhere you go. It's the hypocrisy that continues to drive me insane with the leftist. All welcome here. Except, oh, no, oh, fuck, when it's right there. Oh, shit. They, they took a serious... We're just not blowing smoke up their ass. We're, they're actually here. We can't fucking have them. 50 people, that ruined our fucking lifestyle up here. But, you know, the 4 million that are fucking floating around Laredo and El Paso and all the good, you know, border states and Maricopa County and Arizona, oh, that's fucking great. The, the, uh, they can all be here. Yay. But now that we're sending them to your shitholes and your little posh communities... You're not liking that, are you? Yeah. Martha's Vineyard didn't like it. Fucking Beetlejuice in Chicago didn't like it at all. Mayor Bowser in D.C. He don't like this shit, right? So they've been like, Beetlejuice has been shipping them out to the suburbs of Chicago. She don't want them in Chicago. How the fuck would you even notice a couple hundred people in Chicago? It's such a dump that... You know, they can live on the south side of Chicago and you wouldn't fucking notice. I'm sure you don't hang out in the south end. Maybe you do. I don't know. Lizard looking bitch. <clears throat> but, I digress. Another uh, smart move by a Hot Wheels Abbott down in Texas. Which, God, I hope Beto O'Rourke don't fucking beat him. But he probably will, but... Damn, man. I love the old Hot Wheels Abbott. He's He's really doing uh, justice. He once started all this shipping people to New York and busting them here and there. Well, now he bust he bust a couple busloads to the doorstep of our illustrious borders are Kamala Amaho Harris, and this is the same dumbass that said our border is secure. And a news agency had an interview with a guy, one of the guys on the bus, standing outside of 
Mrs. Harris, or Miss Harris, whatever you want to call her, Vice VP Harris, whatever the fuck, outside of her home where she lives by the Naval Observatory in D.C., and he said, oh, it's wide open. This immigrant was saying, oh, it's an illegal guy. It's wide open, and he was openly saying, I'm here illegally. I walked across. There's nothing secure about that border. He's saying it. And he's here on a free dime. Why would he want to turn himself in? But he's saying, see, he walks across. It's easy. It's not secure at all. So now she's got him on her doorstep. But, you know, she ain't going to worry about it. She's just going to send the Secret Service out to dispose of these unpleasant people. But they're all welcome here, right? Kamala? Aren't they not welcome? Is this not the melting pot? Is this not... Oh, well, you just pick and choose who you want here. Where they go. Oh, if they if they stay in Texas and Arizona and Florida, you're fine with that. But if they're in your doorstep, all of a sudden, they're fucking putrid humans. You don't want nothing to do, and you need to shut that shit down down there. You're full of shit. You're, the, again, the hypocrisy of the left. But I love the move by Greg, by Governor Abbott. I think it's absolutely wonderful. And of course, Gavin Newsom's got to get in with his horse shit where he wants charges brought against DeSantis for what he's doing. It's like, you're such a, you are such a disgusting fucking human, man. Gavin Newsom is a worthless tool of a person. And he's running the Libtardia in the ground, and I hope to God Libtardia just quakes off the coast. Form your own little country over there. Libtardia! You can be the president of Libtardia, man. I don't care. I just don't want you to be the president of the United States at any time. Or anybody like you, for that matter. Because you're a piece of garbage. And you're upset about the reality being brought to the doorstep of the people that need to see it. And you don't, you don't, you refuse to see it. I mean, you're in a shithole state and people shitting on your streets and everything else. And you still refuse to see it. You just think the way you guys are doing it, it's great. You know, the getting rid of the all electric cars, no gas engine stuff. It's just, you know how fucked up that's going to make your state. It's never going to work, dude. And if it does, I'll apologize. I'll be a man. I'll eat crow with a side of fries. If I'm wrong. I don't see I'm being wrong. And if it does happen, it's not going to be 2030, 2035. You might be 2045, 2050. And they got a long way to go with them electric vehicles, man. A long way to go, Gavin. So just calm the fucking tits, man. Ah, we'll stay here in the United States. Staying here in the United States with a few things that happened this week. The FDA, you know, they come out and they're warning now that the monkeypox, we're back to this shit, (laughs) monkeypox again. It could change drastically and it could render the current treatment way less effective. So what you're saying, any vaccines for the monkeypox is about as good as the vaccines for the woo flu. 
Okay. We all kind of fucking knew that. Because you're going to create any problem you can. And you just want to get somebody to jab Aroni. Well. I'm about as afraid of monkeypox, I guess, as I am of COVID. So it's not much. At this point. Your scare tactics aren't really scaring anybody anymore. Now, the words Ebola. Something like that. Yeah, and fucking panic. I shake, but. Monkeypox is, 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 it doesn't even start to phase me yet. Maybe if I see something closer to me, uh, I'll get nervous about it. Doubtful. But, you know, the, the FDA's got to do their due diligence, what they're told. They have to make it sound scarier than it is. So, good job, FDA. We, we all love and trust you, big time. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of food, because we're talking about the Food and Drug Administration, but as far as food goes, and you know, I've talked a lot in the past about these food processing plants strangely being burnt to the ground and just destroyed. And in the middle of the night, it always seems like it's just weird circumstances. Doesn't seem right or even logical. You know, the number of food processing plants that have been destroyed in the under the Biden regime, the number is astronomical, if you really think about it. I mean, there, and, I, and I said this last week, I don't believe in coincidence. And everybody said, well, it could just be a coincidence. I don't believe in a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that since Biden's been in office that a hundred and fucking three food processing plants have been destroyed. I mean, they're coming in every which way for our food. And we were talking at work about the railroad strike. Now, the railroad strike, if you don't know, was supposed to hit this weekend. Well, they come in at the 11th hour, made a deal, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Piss Pants, he wants to take all the credit for that. He's a union guy, blah, 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 and all that shit. Whatever. Let him let him think he's done something good. It's okay. Maybe he did. I don't fucking know. But that just seems like the latest line of shit to try to starve us out. If you haven't noticed, I mean, it's, it's, it's been, you know, back when Wu Flu hit and everything, they start paying people to just destroy their own crops. Because we had too much food. And then they just once they started destroying their crops, they just kept paying them to destroy their crops. You can't blame the farmer 100%. I mean, you can't even blame them really at all. Because they're getting paid either way. So whether they fucking mow down their field or they don't. If the government's paying them the same as what they would do to have to harvest beans, you know, be a hard sell for me not to do that. But... And, and again, all the stuff that's went on with the food. I mean, just the food processing plants burning down and all this stuff. And the crops started out. Then the seed monopoly that, you know, Gates and Soros are involved in. They kind of have a monopoly on seeds. And I've heard plenty of people saying, my shit, you know, just didn't grow right this year. You know, they like the something that's supposed to have like a, like a center to it and it opens it up and it's fucking hollow and you know the all the port the port blocking 
thing, the delays at the ports, like in L.A. and stuff. That started. Then you had the truckers wanting to go on strike, and the truckers became a, a big thing. Now it's the railroad, so it's like they're fucking with the food and supply chain to try to wear us down or get us fired up. What, which way? I don't know which way they're trying to go. But somebody's doing something. And it's not a coincidence that it's methodically every method of way we get food and supplies in this country being affected. You know, uh, that's just me. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's just a valid statement in my mind. It's there's somebody's trying to affect our fucking supply chain. In, in many ways. In any way they can get to it. The railroad strike would have fucking hurt a lot. It was avoided. Now whether whether they did that to make Piss Pants look like a champion. Or if they just caught on to the scheme and said we're not doing this. Or it's just a fucking union coming together. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say I know for a fact it was a leftist agenda here. But I'm pretty certain. Pretty, I mean, I, I'm overly confident that it probably had something to do with them. But, you know, I'm going to try my best to not think that way. And, you know, the the White House, you know, we passed this ridiculous, ridiculously named, and ridiculous, anyway, bill... The Inflation Reduction Act, which does not reduce inflation whatsoever. Maybe it will in 50 years. Fuck, who knows? But the White House had a big party for it. And we're celebrating the passing of the Inflation Reduction Act. You know, where all these Medicare and Medicaid are going to get all this stuff. And that's that's all they really talked about was Medicare and Medicaid. And nothing else, the inflation was getting reduced anywhere else. But they had a big party, and as they're having this party, the fucking stock market, I mean, they showed pictures of them at this party, all patting Joey, you know, Joey Robinette on his back, and doing all that good shit. As you can see in the ticker at the bottom, the fucking stock market just fucking tanking. And I'm thinking all the time I'm seeing that, and there goes my fucking retirement. I'm done, man. I'm going to have to die in a fucking factory of some sort because these idiots are going to take, they're going to kill my 401k. They're going to kill everything I have. And, you know, I don't want to think that way. I don't want to be doomsday. I don't like being Dr. Doomsday or some idiot that talks to, to his iPad and always being negative. But what the fuck am I supposed to think? You see the stock market's tanking. And yeah, everybody says, oh, it comes back around, but man, it might take 10 years, and I'll be fucking 64 years old. Then I can get to retire. I, don't, I mean, I, don't, I want to retire earlier than that. That's just my goal. I mean, I worked 36 years of my fucking life to be able to do this, to try to get to this point where I can retire a little early and enjoy my life before I'm completely broken apart, because I'm old. Decrepit, broken, and fat, man. And I want to enjoy a little bit of life 
without having to clock in, get up four in the morning and go to, well, here lately, 3.30 in the fucking morning or whatever it is, to go to work. And that's all I do is work. And I've done a lot of other things in my life, but I've had to squeeze them in. I just want to enjoy fucking some retirement time. And these guys are fucking that up. And I don't take that shit lightly. I, I get a little pissed off. But, you know, they're worried about that, partying. And then they're worried about old piss pants. He's worried about meeting with old Brittany Griner's wife to discuss, you know, trying to get her out of the Russian prison. Her and another guy named... I think his name's Peter Whalen. But they're trying to make a deal with Russia to swap. And I'm like, okay, why don't we worry about the people that are in D.C. jail that are being treated like shit for nothingness at January 6th? I'm not worried about Brittany Griner's dumbass, who actually did commit a fucking crime in another country. Let the other country deal with her justice-wise. And again, it's not a slam on Brittany Griner. I don't fucking know her. But I also know she's getting way too much attention and trying to get special treatment, which I fucking hate, of anything. I, I've i said that to nauseam on here. Even Arkansas said that, because you've always said that. Now, you don't, even transgenders and whatnot, as long as you don't expect special treatment from me, we're good. I'm not going to treat you differently. I'm just not going to treat you specially. For for making a choice. That's just not it's not how I'm gonna do it. And Brittany fucking made a choice to have that shit in her possession in a different country. It sucks that you gotta spend nine years in prison if if she, if she does, she probably won't. But it would be her fucking fault. It wouldn't be my fault, your fault, taxpayer money fault to get her out out of there to make some kind of shitty deal with Russia, because you know it's gonna be a shitty deal. We're going to let probably five fucking mass terrorists out to get a basketball player back. I just don't see the fucking point in it. But that's what he's worried about. But people can rot in a D.C. prison for a couple years now because they took a guy that tore through the fucking Capitol building. And the libtards I talk to really get pissed when I say that. But it's like, they said, well, they broke stuff and they broke this and that. Some of them did. My God, it's nothing compared to the fucking chaos everywhere the Democrats go. And they said, well, it's the Capitol building. And I always point back to the Department of the Interior. They always act like they never heard that. And I said, of course you didn't hear that. Look it up. That's going to be in my look it up segment. Look it up when they tried to fucking burn people alive inside the Department of the Interior in Portland, Oregon. It's not... Blowing smoke up your ass, it's fucking facts, okay? Fuck your feelings, facts win. That's just how it is. Don't believe me, look it up. And that's what I tell every fucking one of them that I talk to. Because act like the, because it's one government building or it's another, who cares? You know, you make way too big a fucking deal out of this. And, and the fucking sheep will just follow you and eat this shit up with a spoon. Oh, they're so fucking horrible, those right-wingers, you know, defacing our capital, trying to destroy our democracy. Go, there's the first one of the night. To any libtard that believes January 6th was a, an attack on democracy by the right, fuck off. First fuck off of the day, and it could be millions of people. Fuck off. 
Times a million then. I, I don't care. That's ridiculous. This I'm so sick of this January. I'm 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 sick of the election shit too. It's like the election's done over. If they frauded it, we just gotta figure out how to make it better next time. But the January sixth shit is fucking over fucking burned up. It's like uh shook me all night long here in the ACDC. You know, how many times has that song been on the fucking radio? Beat it into the fucking ground. You fucking played it to death. That's J6, as you guys fucking call it. Your little word salads you use. J6 committee. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Oh, fucking millions of you. Fuck off with that. Unreal. Fucking leftist agenda. Fucking horse shit. And here's one that didn't surprise me. Probably should have, but it didn't. While we're talking to fuck-offs, this guy's going to get one. Big one. Come to light from some uh, records, financial records, that our boy in Utah, Mitt Romney, you know, who once ran for president as a Republican, but is straight-up fucking rhino, as we all know, Rhino with a capital R-I-N-O. This motherfucker's been getting large donations from the Soros. Yes, that fucking Soros. The same one. Soros Fund Management Company. So, tell me again that these motherfuckers don't infiltrate our department our party and try to fuck it up. You got Romney, you got Cheney, you got Kitzmiller, all these cocksuckers. Mitch McConnell, I think. Lindsey Graham's a piece of shit. You know, he, he traded on Trump when he needed him. Mike Pence is a fucking human trash can. Traitor. It's just unreal, but yeah, Mitt Romney didn't surprise me at all. This fucker's taking kickbacks from Soros. He, he's about the biggest rhino of them all. I mean, it, it, Liz Cheney's way up there, but I think Mitt might... You know, he's been there doing it longer and harder than she has. So, for the second one of the night, the big fuck off to Mitt Romney, you piece of lying rhino shit. Taking that blood money from the fucking crypto fucking bastard Soros. Fuck off, Romney, you piece of fucking human garbage. Let us see, I got some notes left here. We'll venture out of the United States for just a minute. Just a minute, we'll venture out. Um, this past week, Vladimir Putin... Uh, Russia's president and President Xi from from China and, and along with some other leaders, world leaders, and India. India's prime minister was pissed. He he kind of let Putin know that he wasn't about this war thing in the Ukraine. He he's not about it. And Vladimir probably told him, "I don't give a fuck." I mean, that's I can't speak Russian, but I'm sure he did. 
So Putin and Xi and all these other leaders, they were meeting in Uzbekistan, you know, over there and to discuss the war in Ukraine. And Xi wasn't real happy. He's not real happy about it either. So they say, you know, we don't really know, truth be told, if they're not in all all this shit together. And they're trying to, the rumor mill about a lot of things is, I'm going to come up in my look it up segment here. And I can mix it in with this. But Putin and Xi were in this meeting in Uzbekistan. While the Pope, the Pope here, he was speaking at a religious conference in Kazakhstan, which is a bordering country of Uzbekistan. Now, I just wonder if there was any kind of a cross-meeting there, because I really, really think the Vatican's in deep in this shit. Asshole deep. I mean, balls, balls deep, whatever you call that, you know. I think they're in it. I think they're in the they're in the jackpot or whatever they call it in you know, baseball terms, but yeah, I just it was weird, not a coincidence. It was just a weird timing that they would be around that same area and all this, you know, we're being lulled to sleep with the uh, Ukraine's fighting back bullshit, and uh, we know that it's well overblown by the media we've already been told that by several people on the ground in the ukraine i mean even my favorite band one of my favorite bands anyway that, that's from the ukraine you know at first all the men had to stay there to fight for the country now they're on fucking tour so it's laid back a little bit i'd say you know it's it, it's it's just a big fucking theatrical performance that's all this shit is and I hate to be that guy. And people say that to me all the time. God, you know, I really wish I didn't fucking trust what you're saying, but I kind of do. It makes sense. And I was like, yeah, unfortunately, a lot of it makes sense. And a lot of it is well out there. I mean, it's wacko land. Now, I usually don't buy into the wacko land stuff, like the clones. And The one time I did was the, the Biden with the earlobes. <laughs> I still think about that. The Biden earlobes, man. They are fucking playing with my brain because they don't they don't look right. They just don't look right, and, and I don't want to be one of those assassinated Guantanamo and the clones are running the show because I just don't buy all that. But there's weird shit going on. There is some fuckery about, and every form of the government there's fuckery about. So that kind of ties in with the. Uh, look it up segment which i'm gonna do look it up tonight before i do the gaffes and it's not really gaffes this is like a special episode gaffes you'll see so this dated conspiracy and i hate dated conspiracies like when they say there's a certain date something's gonna happen and there's another one flying around on the internet everywhere you look right now Where any conspiracies are involved, it keeps mentioning the date September 24th. So September 24th is now being hailed as, it's kind of like the day of the financial collapse is finally going to happen. Now, I don't know why it would be on a Saturday. I don't know what the significance of the day is. I don't, I don't find any 
Right now, I'm not finding any QAnon connections. I'm not finding any, uh, you know, Blue Anon even connections. I'm not finding anything that makes the uh, 24th of September significant right now. Maybe somebody can shed light on it if I'm missing something. But basically, they're saying that it's going to be the financial collapse that will enable the digital dollars to become reality and roll in. Uh, I'd already heard the the conspiracy theory or the uh, just a rumor, I guess, that they're going to get two SSI checks coming in October so they can skip November so they can have this time to reset our currency, which, you know, the Great Reset, the liberal world order, the new world order, whatever you want to call it, would be coming into play. Would be coming to be a reality. Now that's the date I'm getting. But every other time I've ever gotten a fucking dated conspiracy. Turned out to be horseshit. I mean I waited up that one night. And it was supposed to happen at midnight. And it got off. It didn't happen. They said well maybe it's midnight the next day. It's like come on guys. It's kind of like the, the everybody predicting 2000 was going to be the end of the world and 2012 was going to be the end of the world and 2020 was going to be the end of the world. Quit throwing dates out there, man. That, that fucking irritates me. Just, I mean, tell me something was coming, but don't give me a, like a date. So now I'm sitting here thinking I got eight days of good living to go before all my money gets fucking jacked. Before, you know, the whole world flips upside down, we're in chaos. So now, you know, now I'm going to be dreading the next eight days, waiting on the fucking world to end. Not in a sense, not in a, a literal sense, but, you know, but they did say, like at that meeting with uh, Putin and them, he did say something about fucking United States fuck, keeps fucking with him. Basically, he's going to, the concrete will melt, he said. It's like, Ah, that guy would get a little fucking touchy with the nuke buttons now. And, you know, what does Vladimir have to lose? He's, he's, if he's on the way out, he's an older guy. You know, there's not, and he got that much power, you could do whatever you want. Because what happens if you die in the melee? So what? You're dead. You would never know the fucking after effects. And nobody could yell at you or do anything to you because you're dead. So, I wouldn't put it past this crazy motherfucker to do whatever. And I, I think Putin's intention, and I know I get berated for this too, I believe Putin's intentions are good. In a, in a sense, he wants to get rid of the corruption in the Ukraine, but I think he's about fucking had it with this playing around shit. And most of the other countries in the world don't see that way like me, and I know you know piss pants don't. This man thinks he's evil. Trump even kind of got, you know, Trump and him got along, but Trump wasn't real happy with some of the shit he was doing. Makes me worry about the Don a little bit. Maybe the Don's in more than we think he is. I, you know, fuck, who knows? It's a toss-up. It is a complete toss-up. Only time will tell, unfortunately. And eight days from now, I got to struggle and think about this shit for eight days. Till my financial collapse, and I'm fucking cannot take that shit, man. I cannot, I could not take that. Oh, oh, I forgot tonight's beer choice. 
an oldie, a classic, but quite rough, to be completely honest, quite rough. I'm trying to choke down. I only got I only got six pack of this because I wanted to choke it down. Paps Blue Ribbon beer. <laughs> I ain't had a Paps Blue Ribbon in I don't know fucking how long. I got. I just picked it up. It's like a six pack. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll try it again. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just not my style. A little harsh. A little harsh for me and. Uh, I mean, not like bitter, just rough. I like lighter. I guess I like lighter beers. That's just how I am. But anyway, PBR. PBR, the official beer for the night's episode. Ugh. I mean, it's it's nasty. But I am, I'm, I'm on number six, so. I got some extra couple Coronas in the wake here. So we'll be all right. So we're going to go to the last thing tonight, and I'm going to try to get through these pretty quick because I, I do want to keep it under an hour so I don't offend anybody else that I have to. Uh, and it's been, I was going to write everything out that I knew, and I said, you know what, they'll get the point. So I'm calling this little segment, and I'm calling the whole episode tonight. I was going to call it something to do with deuces because it's two years, but I'm going to stick with my original intention from last week. I'm going to call this episode Schittler's List. As I mentioned last week, Fred X gave me this perfect name for, instead of Piss Pants, but I'll still call him Piss Pants. But when he was pounding the podiums and, and trying to, he was so reminiscent of Hitler, plus the fact that he shits his pants at the Vatican. It's got, it's, it got to admit, it's a stroke of genius to fucking put those two together. Schittler. So it's Joey Robinette Schittler Biden Jr. That's fucking great. So, but you know, the king of gaffes is what we call this fucking guy. And I was just going to go through and I said, well, I was going to, I was going to put a, a list of people and I thought, well, I'll just put a list of stupid shit he's done. And that's all, I mean, it's too long a list. We'd be here for for four or five fucking hours. So I'm just going to run down some of the classics. Oh, uh, Schittler's list here. One of my favorites, you know, the when the, the America could be defined in a single word. Then he stops and says, whatever he said, I've been in foothills of the Himalayas with... General Chi or General C or whoever. I was like, what? I thought you just said you were going to define it in a single word. He failed. He, he failed miserably. Here lately, it's been the, the, the classics like shaking hands with the invisible man. You had to admit that was funny. And then trying to shake Schumer's hand twice and getting blowed off. That was clever. Oh, man, this is... He forgets everybody's name. He had trouble with the Baltimore mayor last week. He went from Mayor, mayor Murray to Mayor Mary to Mary Murphy. Mayor Murphy. He couldn't get it right. He forgot the Australian prime minister's name one time and said, I'd like to thank the guy down under. Thank you, pal. Oh, pal. 
God damn, wouldn't that piss you off if, if you're the leader of a country and you had some geriatric fucking tool like this guy call you pal? <laughs> That's one of the fucking names I hate. Buddy's okay, you know, whatever, a lot of things, but pal is like something I'd like to smack you upside the fucking skull for calling me pal. And that's what I would do to fucking Schittler. I wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't be able to take it. But he's forgotten multiple names. You know, everywhere he goes, he forgets names. And, you know, I, I, I can understand because I forget people. I, I forget how to, their names or I just get flustered and can't say their name. But I'm not the president of the United fucking States either. And I'm not supposed to be up to speed on all this shit. And he is not. It's an embarrassment. It's fucking embarrassing. And, you know, we decided to take a nap at the, the, all the, the climate summit of all places. You know, our number one fucking hoax of all time that we spend all this money on. Dude's got his little black mask on and closes his eyes and it's night night. It's night night time. I mean, I get it. You're 78 fucking years old, but dude. Tell the cameraman not to be on you. Or excuse yourself. Go, say you gotta go to the bathroom. Because they'll believe you got a shit. You fucking shit your pants in the Vatican. They'll believe you got a shit, dude. Tell me, hey, guys, I gotta excuse myself. I got a shit. Go take a power nap in the fucking bathroom stall. But you don't do it in the middle of the conference and summit on TV for the whole world to see. You're embarrassing us in America, Joe. You dumb motherfucker. God, get your head out of your ass. It's kind of like, you know, I'm going to leave. This is the campaign speech. We'll go to the campaign speech. I'm going to lead the way in Trent Benjamin and pressure. <laughs> like, I still to this day don't know what the hell that is. Trent Benjamin and pressure. Like, what the fuck did you just say? Do you have a stroke? Did you have an aneurysm or do you try to say something? And then he said, what did he say? Although he said, me and Barack. I forget how the hell did he say that. I, I didn't write that one down, but it just came to me. Oh, my God. That's going to drive me crazy. The, uh, oh, what the fuck? That is irritating. Where he was talking about the health care. Oh. Bad calf care. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Where me and... Me and Barack, we both we're both proud to get offer people Barakoff care. What the fuck are you saying? Come on, Schittler. Get your head out of your ass. Oh, the corn pop story. I mean, how the fuck corn pop was a bad dude. My hairs were blonde. And they'd go up in the pool, they'd, they'd stand up, and I'd, they'd, the kids would like to rub them back down again. And the kids would come and jump in my lap. And I love kids jumping in my lap. TMI, pedophile Joe. TM fucking I. Sick fucker. Whether he meant it that way or not, it's still, he, he made himself... He acts like that shit. You know, poor kids can be just as smart and as bright as white kids. <laughs> A gaff machine, this motherfucker. 
Oh, I mean, these are oldies, but they're classics. You can't be in a 7 or 11 or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. Yeah, yeah, he said it. It's on every, go search it. Look it up. That can be part of look it up, too. Yeah, he said it, but Trump's the racist, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear Trump say anything about 7-Eleven and uh, having to have an Indian accent. Yeah, it's pretty fucking bad. But when he come out of the one and you couldn't understand it, it sounds like my bus been wiped. My bus been wet. My bus been wet. I think he was actually saying my butt's been wiped. Fuck, who knows? What a babbling idiot. I can't understand anything he says, but my butt's been wiped. <laughs> it's fucking classic. I'm just having too much fun with these. How about the one where he's talk, trying to talk about the Bible stuff? <laughs> and, you know, in Psalm, Psalm 123 or whatever, you know, Psalm. Psalm, not what he said. How about the palmist? <laughs> Who wrote the palms of the Bible? Palmist. Okay. That's a new one. There's Schittler. <laughs> oh. Then he goes on. I hold these truths to be self, uh, you know, you know uh, uh, if you really want to do something, you, um, uh, uh, well, anyway, <laughs> just gave up. Fucking douche. God dang, this guy's a douchebag. The classic here, not too long ago. Prompter Joe, you know, he's reading away, reading away. End of message, repeat the line. And then he repeats the line. Can't make that shit up. Repeat the message. End of message, sorry. End of message. Repeat the line. The motherfucker repeated the line. Okay, then. Then he made the one speech where he said, you know, we're, we hold these truths to be self-evident, and we all, you know, um, you, well, you know, you know the thing. <laughs> oh, Schittler. You're so enjoyable for us to pick on because you make it so fucking easy. It wouldn't it would be funny if you weren't the leader of the free world embarrassing the fuck out of me and three hundred and thirty five million other people. God <sighs> Okay. <laughs> oh the one speech, you know. I'm making this speech tonight and there's gonna be There'll be 200 million people dead from COVID maybe by the time I'm done with this speech. 200 million fucking people, Joe? How, how do you make a mistake like that in a sensitive fucking subject? 200 million, that's over half the fucking country, dude. And it was 1% fatality rate. You are a true bona fide, what they call that, pseudo cum laude, whatever, fucking idiot. I don't, I don't know how to say I'm not a college guy. This guy went to Delaware State. He probably cheated to get through it. I don't know. 
we got a few more because I'm running. I know I got four minutes to go here. The Creepy Whisper. Now, the Creepy Whisper is always a classic. Get vaccinated. <laughs> he did that for more than one thing, but the get vaccinated reminded me of the movie Poltergeist. It's, it's sure as shit did. That guy said, get out of there. Get out. I could see Joe saying that. Get vaccinated. Get boxed. Fucking creepy old man. If you don't know if you should vote for me or Trump, then you ain't black. You knew we had to throw the classic in. I mean, that's that's about the one of the, the, the mainstays. Have you ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lion. What, what do you call it? Lion dog, dog face pony soldier. Told a woman that in fucking. Oh, the Air Force graduation. You're supposed to clap for that, you stupid bastards. Yes, great way to talk to our military, you fucking buffoon. Oh, I told Peter Ducey he was full of shit. No, that was the, the, he told Peter Ducey, he called him a stupid son of a bitch, which, that one I don't consider that awful bad, because, you know, I know Ducey gets under. Then another reporter asked him something, and he said, what a stupid fucking question, or what a stupid question, whatever. I didn't find those to be that bad, but they're on my list. I still have them on my list, but. The one with the, uh, auto worker. They're arguing about the guns. And he's telling him how his laws are going to take our guns away. And, and Joe pops off. You're full of shit. No, no, no. You hush. That's what he tells his handler. Hush. And he tries to get big and bad Billy Badass with this fucking guy. I mean, it just never ends with this guy. Pounding the podium at the last speech he was on. All this crazy fucking shit. And that's just a few. I mean, that's really just a fucking few. That's just a handful of the top, I don't know, 10, 15, whatever I named off. So it could be, I'm not saying it will be, but it could be just part one of Schittler's list. Maybe we'll have another list at another time of stupid shit this fucker does. Oh, but, you know, we could, we could have falling off his bicycle in Brandon Falls, Delaware. We could say that. There's just so much. There's just so many things that he does wrong. He's a gaff machine. I can't even keep up. I tried to watch a video and write all this shit down. It was going too fast. There was too many of them, too many things going on at once. But, anyway, <laughs> that's my anniversary show for tonight. I thank you all again for listening for the past couple years. Some of you have been dedicated like that. And I love and appreciate everybody that does listen to it. And I hope to keep doing them. The Zero Hour 2021 at gmail.com. And that's the only thing I really need to say tonight. So always trust and believe in your own convictions. And please, for the love of God. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next time on another episode.
other zero hours. Peace out.